Tech Fighter Worldwide. It's the High Tech Podcast in plain English with an hour's worth of news in about 20 minutes. That's because we leave out the commercials, the station breaks, the sports, and most of the jingles. Podcast number 537 for the 2nd of April, 2017. This week, anybody who wants to edit home videos should take a look at the latest version of CyberLink's PowerDirect. Internet privacy, already questionable, is on the way to extinction. In short circuits, the Windows 10 Creators Update will start being pushed out to computers on April 11th. Alien Skin has released what looks like some powerful enhancements for Exposure X2. Last week, I said I had possibly found a solution to a problem with a mouse. It's still a maybe. In spare parts, only on the website, don't even think about crash jokes that could come from Microsoft's licensing of technology to Toyota. Chatbots appear to be the future of customer service, and GoDaddy has acquired a provider of website security services. Last time I looked at PowerDirector from CyberLink, I was impressed by what it could do, but distressed by relatively frequent crashes. The latest version is still impressive, and crashes seem to have all but disappeared. PowerDirector 15 has suggested retail prices ranging from $230, the Ultra version, to $400, the Director Suite, but nobody ever seems to pay that price. Expect to pay about $60 for Ultra, $70 for Ultimate, $150 for the Ultimate Suite or Director Suite. Maybe you're wondering who this application is for. If you're a professional, you'll be more likely to use Adobe Premiere Pro, and you'll have spent countless hours mastering both the Premiere Pro interface and the other applications that enhance it, Prelude, SpeedGrade, After Effects, Audition, Media Encoder, and more. PowerDirector is aimed at consumers, and as such, it scores a direct hit. Several competing programs are available for consumers. Adobe Premiere Elements, which has an interface that is very easy to learn and use. Corel's Video Studio and Magic's Movie Edit Pro, all aimed at about the same market segment. PowerDirector's interface is somewhat complicated, but that's because the application offers many advanced features that aren't found in consumer products in this price range. It even offers a 9x16 video mode for those people who forget to hold the smartphone in a horizontal position. That's, of course, in addition to the two standard formats, 4x3 and 16x9. If you have a smartphone, you also have a video camera. The camera might even support 4K video, and PowerDirector can handle 4K video. It also supports exporting to the new H.265 format, which offers better compression performance and lower bandwidth needs compared to H.264. PowerDirector runs on any version of Windows beginning with Windows 7 in both 32- and 64-bit versions. As with all other video applications, the 64-bit version is recommended. Installing it will consume about 1,000 megabytes of disk space. When started, PowerDirector will offer choices for the aspect ratio, interface options for the editor, and an option to always use the full editor. 
If you choose the 4 by 3 aspect ratio, but the first video file you import is 16 by 9 or 9 by 16, you'll see a recommendation to change the setting. Most users, once they get past the initial learning curve, will probably want the full editor. There's also a 360-degree editor, useful only if you have hardware that supports that format. PowerDirector automatically loads several sample files. That's somewhat annoying. There should be some way to turn this off. When you're learning how to use the application, these training files are helpful, but they just get in the way when you're ready to work on your own projects. When I asked Cyberlink to provide an evaluation copy of the software, I had a particular project in mind. Last year, I had several reels of 8mm film converted to video. The videos were all far too dark, and the audio tracks included a horrendous hum. I wondered if this application had tools that could be used to improve the output. The basic application, it's called Ultra, doesn't include Cyberlink's color director, but when that's added, the user has impressive abilities to fix exposure, colors, contrast, and more. The built-in audio tools were insufficient when it came to eliminating the noise, so I used Adobe Audition for that. Apple developed the concept of allowing the software to create a story using a template and your video clips. I've never particularly admired the results of randomly selected scenes, but I do have to admire the built-in intelligence that allows applications to do this. Cyberlink includes Express projects, but you need to download the templates. You have a choice of nine, wedding, travel, adventure, love, anniversary, action, things like that. Drag opening, middle, and ending clips in, add some extra clips, and then let Cyberlink do the rest. It's a more manual process than what Apple or Adobe offer in their consumer products, but that means it's also more customizable. If you have a camera that's capable of creating video for a 360-degree project, the Magic Movie feature will help you to produce it. Likewise, if you have a GoPro or some other kind of action camera, PowerDirector offers a special action camera center for features that are commonly used, speeding or slowing the video, freeze frame, replay, and things like that. PowerDirector also supports combining video from multiple cameras. Unlike in the old videotape days, digital recordings are very easy to combine. The program supports video from up to four sources. Typically, you'll use the audio from one track as the main source and then switch only the video tracks. You can use professional sync methods if you prefer, but you'll probably find that PowerDirector's audio analysis function will do the best job for you. You'll also find the ability to create slideshows and tools to create menus for DVD projects. So the bottom line is five cats. This is a worthy update and makes a strong video editor even better. Professionals, of course, will stick with Adobe Premiere and its many associated programs, but those who want to cut together home videos should definitely take a look at what PowerDirector has to offer. If you'd like additional information, see the Cyberlink website. the House and the Senate have now passed astoundingly great pieces of legislation. Astoundingly great if you are an internet service provider. If you're a customer of an internet service provider, not so good. 
The Senate passed the law last week. The House followed this week. The president says he'll sign it. The law eliminates privacy rules established by the Federal Communications Commission last year, rules that were already far more lenient than those in the European Union. Internet service providers will now be free to capture massive amounts of information about how you use the Internet and then sell that information to advertisers. Will your bill be reduced because the ISPs can make money from selling information about you? Don't bet on it. The Senate sponsor of the bill, Arizona Republican Jeff Flake, said the new law will not change or lessen existing consumer protections. He also said the new law will give consumers the ability to make informed choices about how their data can be shared. Whitehouse.gov explains that the legislation nullifies a rule by the FCC that required ISPs to obtain affirmative opt-in consent from consumers to use and share certain information including app usage and web browsing history. Regardless of how Senator Flake characterizes the legislation, the White House explanation certainly makes the law seem to be the very opposite of giving consumers choices. Consumer advocates have condemned the new legislation that they say gives ISPs the right to track users and gather private information such as location, finances, and health information, and then sell that data to advertisers. Randolph May, head of the Free State Foundation, however, says that websites and apps already collect this type of information. This somehow reminds me of Arlo Guthrie in Alice's Restaurant when he was looking for a place to dump some garbage. We decided that one big pile was better than two little piles, he said, and rather than bring that one up, we decided to throw ours down. So now, rather than making websites and app developers clean up their acts, We'll just allow ISPs to be even worse. You don't do anything illegal, so you don't care who sees you? Yeah, I hear that a lot. But maybe you don't want it to be public knowledge that you've visited a medical site to find out about early-stage Alzheimer's or a venereal disease. Maybe you'd like to keep your visits to that porn site confidential. Maybe you don't particularly want the names of the banks or stockbrokers you use to be shared publicly. So for those times when you want to keep your information private, you use your browser's incognito mode. That's because it'll protect your private data. Sorry, but it doesn't work that way. Incognito means that the browser won't store any information locally about where you've gone, so you can keep members of your family in the dark. The ISP still sees and can track every bit of information to and from your computer. Wired Magazine has a summary that says several technical workarounds, especially virtual private networks or VPNs, will return some semblance of control to you, the Internet user, but even these solutions are far from perfect. There's a link to the Wired Magazine article on the TechBiter Worldwide website. The article says that opting out might be a possibility, but an ISP in a market with little competition would have scant reason to appease customers by allowing them to opt out. I've maintained that any wireless user should also have a virtual private network application, but now maybe they'll be needed for wired connections too. VPNs generally slow connection speed, and the article points out that you need to be able to trust the VPN provider not to collect your information and sell it. There are other problems too. Netflix, for example, tries to block all VPNs to prevent people from accessing content not licensed in their home countries. So, instead of using a VPN, maybe you could switch to Tor. It's actually the best option currently available if you value privacy. 
but many websites block traffic from Tor because they can't track users and make money from them. And using Tor could attract the interest of the FBI. At the end of the day, as bad as Internet privacy is today, it's about to get worse. A lot worse. In short circuits, Microsoft's Patch Tuesday for April, that's on the 11th, will push the creator's update out to users. You might be able to download it earlier if you'd like to. Windows Insider members in the slow ring received the updates this week. The update is, of course, free for any device that's already running Windows 10. Although the update process will begin on Patch Tuesday, your computer might not receive the update then. Microsoft says the update will be rolled out in a measured way to ensure the best possible customer experience. If you don't want to wait, several tech websites reported links to the ISO files on Microsoft's website. Some of these sites are still displaying those links, even though Microsoft has blocked access to them, returning a 403 forbidden error. If you choose to search for the files on your own, be very, very careful. Better still, just wait until mid-April. Microsoft will deliver them. So what's new? Well, 3D is a significant part of this update. A new Paint 3D app makes it possible to create 3D objects from scratch, modify colors, add textures. Users can also start with a 2D picture and convert it to 3D. Microsoft says the 3D industry will grow by more than 60% in the next three years. 3D better represents the real world, of course but most graphics tools have been limited to 2D. Adding 3D opens the door to mixed reality. That's the ability to merge real and virtual objects that can interact in real time. New computers to be released in the next month from Acer, Asus, Dell, HP, and Lenovo will eventually include Windows mixed reality headsets. These devices will be available later in the year for $300. Computer monitors emit a lot of blue light. And the Creator's Update has a nightlight feature that reduces the blue. This feature has been on some phones for a while. The display has an amber cast that's said to help users sleep better once they stop using the device and go to bed. It'll be a problem for anybody using a computer to adjust color on photographs, but it's a really good idea for those who use the computer at night. And, of course, turning it on is optional. Windows Defender has a new Security Center dashboard that Microsoft says allows users to keep an eye on security antivirus, firewall, system performance, and more. So the Creator's Update coming to a Windows 10 computer near you in the near future. A new version of Alien Skin's Exposure X2 is free to existing users. Expect a more detailed report in a few weeks. It's called the Advanced Layers Update. In the past, Alien Skin and other developers have created plugins for Photoshop, but now most of these applications work both as a plugin and as freestanding applications. This puts the developers in a position of being both partners and competitors for Adobe. 
Exposure X2 Advanced Layers Update adds layering. Gee, you probably didn't guess that. Adds layering to enable stacking effects for added creativity. Layers can be copied and pasted, turned on and off individually, and applied to multiple images. Effects have been added to the Vintage Presets section for platinum tones, characterized by warm blacks and expanded mid-tone grays, and border overlays to simulate the matte brushed region that surrounds the image. High DPI support has also been added for compatibility with 4K monitors, and a quick exports function makes it possible to simultaneously save variants for web, publishing, and other uses. This version adds support for several new cameras and for manual lens correction. The Advanced Layers Update for Exposure X2 is a free update to owners of Exposure X2. If you're buying it new, you'll pay $150. Users of previous versions of Exposure can upgrade to the X2 version for $100. There is also a 30-day free trial version. You can visit the Alien Skin website to learn more and to download the update or the free trial. There's a link from the TechFighter Worldwide website. Last week, I titled an item, How to Fix a Misbehaving Mouse, Maybe. It's still very much a maybe situation. The problem I described involved the scroll wheel making the mouse seem like it was being chased by a large and hungry cat. A single click of rotation caused the screen to scroll a full page in just about any program. Changing the control panel scroll wheel settings lasted only until I rebooted the computer. Then I found a registry setting that seemed to help. And it still seems to help, but very much like privacy on the internet, it may be just an illusion. The registry setting allows the control panel change to survive reboots. Sometimes. Other times I find the scroll value has been reset to the apparent default of 3, which makes the mouse crazy. Sometimes the value stays at 1, which is where I set it. Yet on one occasion the value had become 4 following a reboot, and the mouse wasn't even remotely usable. Sometimes it's necessary to sneak up on a solution. And this seems to be one of those cases. But you have no need to sneak up on spare parts, only on the website. This week, don't even think about crash jokes that could come from Microsoft's licensing of technology to Toyota. Chatbots appear to be the future of customer service. And GoDaddy has acquired a provider of website security services. Thanks for listening to TechBiter Worldwide, the podcast with an hour's worth of technology news in about 20 minutes. I'm Bill Blinn. Be sure to check out the website, www.techbiter.com. And if you like, send me an email from there. See you next week.